Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now a podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. It's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five, what a Remember that song, 9 to 5, Dolly Parton? It's from the movie 9 to 5. It came out in 1980. And if you remember, the movie was about a sextist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. Uh, That was played by Dabney Coleman. It starred Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dolly Parton. It was one of the top movies of 1980. And the reason that I bring it up is, even though it was a comedy, it did talk about important issues that faced women in the workplace, like sexual harassment, um, uh, pay equality, and uh, things like that. You know, this character, he would, you know, fire people who, you know, uh, talked back to him, and he... uh, he stole people's ideas, and uh, and of course he chased Dolly Parton all over his office trying to get to sleep with her. Even though it was a comedy, it was something that women dealt with back in 1980. So let's fast forward it 40 years to 2020. I don't think much has changed. I'll take it back. A lot has changed, but it's still an issue. 40 years later, and it's still an issue. Particularly the sexual um, misconduct. It's still an issue 40 years later. And um, the last few years, it's been forced out into the forefront, thankfully, to the Me Too movement, which uh, let's talk about the Me Too movement the phrase "me too" was um, something that was coined, like over, like like around two thousand six, I think it was, by Tarana Burke, and um, she was a survivor of sexual assault, and she wanted to do something to help women and girls of color who also survived sexual violence. And then we we'll fast forward to twenty seventeen, and actress, if you remember this, Ashley Judge accuses. Harry Weinstein in a story in the New York Times of sexual misconduct. 
And then on October 15th, about about two weeks later, Alyssa Milano reignites the Me Too movement or the Me Too hashtag. And she tweets, if you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write Me Too as a reply to to this tweet. And it took off. And the movement was born. And since 2017, there's been a lot. Not only uh, Harvey Weinstein, but uh, Matt Lauer. Um, There was um, uh, Les Moonves, I think is how you say it, from uh, CBS. Uh, Of course, Bill Cosby. Um, The doctor, uh, Larry Nasser, um, who... uh, sexually harassed a lot, a lot, a lot of um, female students. And um, and it, it goes on and on and on. You know, um, R. Kelly. And uh, just recently, um, the more charges were filed against uh, Harvey Weinstein in um, Los Angeles, just as his trial is uh, going underway in New York. So... It continues, and it's a good thing. Recently, I saw a bombshell, and um, it was okay, I think. It, it kind of got its message across. I'm the type of person, I have a hard time getting into a movie when there's people portraying a person that's still living, or, or, or not even living, but they're portraying uh, a famous person. Uh, I watched Judy, and I kind of had a hard time getting into it with uh, Renee Zellweger. You know, portraying Judy Garland, and the same with the uh, Tom Hanks and, and Mr. Rogers. I kept seeing, you know, Forrest Gump. You know, has a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I just, it, it just, it's just me. I know, but, but it was interesting to listen to it. Um, how much of it was true, I don't know. At the time, I, 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 I had seen the morning show. I had watched The Loudest Voice. The Loudest Voice is about Fox News and Roger Isles. Uh, the morning show, I think, is loosely based on um, NBC News and the um, Matt Lauer uh, situation. So watching Bombshell, um, it was interesting about how it wasn't just Roger Isles. The, it, it was also um, another uh, uh, on-air person I don't remember his name but there was also also Bill O'Reilly and just the atmosphere that was created in this environment at Fox News and hearing women after women say you know I couldn't say anything because I was afraid I would lose my job and you know people question that Recently, Megyn Kelly hasn't really responded to the movie, um, other than to say that she didn't have anything to do with it, that she wasn't an advisor for the movie. She did recently come out with a video. She has a YouTube channel called Megyn Kelly, and she came out with her own 30 minutes of this is what really happened. Uh, Her, her husband, and three other people who were also in the movie, and who also worked at Fox News, watched the movie, and then afterwards they talked about it and and the reactions to it and what was true and what wasn't true. You know, they did say that they did take a lot of liberties in a lot of things. A lot of things were accurate, and then, you know, a few things that were just did not happen. There was one 
uh, incident that Megan Kelly talked about, which um, I it kind of s- sums everything up. I guess Roger Isles would have people, the women, twirl for him. And they talked about it. And Megan Kelly made this remark about it, which I get it. And I know a lot of people aren't going to get it, and I'm going to try to explain it, but this is what she said. So I was asked to do the spin. Yeah. And God help me, I did it. Fucking A. I know people think it's like, oh, you had to spin around. But I remember feeling like I put myself through school. I was offered a partnership at Jones Day, one of the best law firms in the world. I argued before federal courts of appeal all over the nation. I came here. I'm covering the United States Supreme Court. I graduated with honors from all of my programs, and now he wants me to twirl. And I did it. I just, like, if you don't get how demeaning that is, I can't help you. Like, in retrospect, I'd give anything if I had said no. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to get it. They're not going to understand. Why didn't you just leave? Why did you allow this to happen? I had an incident at Target, which is nothing compared to what these women went through. But um, a co-worker's husband came up behind me. And he didn't touch me, but he did some sexual things behind me. And everybody stood around and they laughed. And it affected me. It affected me where I was shocked by how much it affected me because I thought, I'm one of these people who can just blow things off. It's like, whatever. This affected me a lot to the point where I had to go away. I called out from work the next day and I just sat around thinking about why was this affecting me so much. And it was because I felt degraded. I felt like I was being bullied again back in freaking junior high. This was somebody, I, I mean, I, I knew him. I wasn't friends with him. Like I said, he was a co-worker's husband. And, you know, and basically he's a nice guy, and he does really off-the-wall things, which doesn't excuse what he did because what he did was inappropriate. And it bothered me, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I knew I had to deal with it. I knew I had to say something. But I felt like here, I'm a fucking grown-ass woman. And here I am, I'm being kind of not really bullied, but kind of degraded and made fun of and and treated like, you know, like a 12-year-old kind of, you know. And I, it affected me a lot. And yes, I think a lot of it, was what I went through when I was a kid, but it doesn't matter. It was still inappropriate what he did. So I decided I'm going to go to HR. So I went to HR, not knowing what was going to happen, not knowing how they were going to deal with it. I just knew I had to let them know because it was bothering me and I had to tell someone because all my life, things that had happened to me, nobody spoke out. And it continued, and it continued, and it continued. And maybe another woman would not have had the same reaction as I did, but maybe they would have done it differently, or maybe another woman would have had a worse reaction than I did. I don't know. Either way, it was wrong. 
So when I told HR about what happened, her reaction was like, "Mm, yeah, and? So that kind of forced me into saying, well, I am a survivor of sexual assault. When I was a child, I was sexually assaulted. So this is probably why it's bothering me a lot, where a normal person probably wouldn't be bothered by it. Looking back, I probably would not have said that now because it was wrong no matter how I reacted. It was still wrong what he did. And the fact that I had to justify how I was feeling with a a reason behind it shows how I still had a long way to go in dealing with things. So they said they would check into it. You know, she brought in um, uh, security. They got the camera. They looked at the film and and whatever. And a day or two later, she brought me in and said, okay, we, we, we handled it. Uh, we talked to him, and he's not allowed in the store if, you know, blah, 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 you know, if the wife is around or whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, that was fine. I mean, I didn't really care. You know, he, I, I didn't, he was a nice guy. He was just, he was just immature, basically. And, and I still didn't get an apology. I'm sorry this happened to you, Sherry. I'm sorry it's not going to happen again. Um, he never apologized. The wife never apologized. Nobody said anything. And I think it was just treated as, well, we're HR. We don't want to get sued. We better handle it somehow So and put it on paper. There. Okay, we're covered is basically how I think they handled it. And I felt I did my part. I knew I wasn't going to be staying at Target, and I left like a year later. And I felt proud of myself for standing up. I wish they would have taken it seriously. I wish they would have taken it um, as a learning tool where they could talk to the employees and say, listen, listen, you know, every job that I've gone to, in orientation, we have a sexual harassment tape that we always had to watch. And you probably remember it. If you've gone to work, you've probably seen them too. And we always laughed at them because they were so cheesy and they were and it was they were dumb and we made fun of them, and we all had to sign papers, you know, saying we saw it and we understood it and blah blah blah. So, do workplaces take it seriously, or is it just something to cover their asses in case somebody comes after them? And say, oh no, we have all these in places to prevent all this. Um. I, I think now, because of the Me Too movement, I think now, because of social media, it's starting to be taken seriously. I think people are afraid. I know I've had some guys come to me and say, I don't know how to talk to a woman. I don't know if I say you look nice today, if they're going to take it the wrong way. And I'm saying, well, then don't say it. Don't say you look nice. Unless you know that person well enough to know that they know you don't mean anything sexual behind it. Don't say anything. And he's like, well, that's crazy. And I go, that's just how it is now. You know, if everybody, like I've always said, we all just treat each other with respect and with kindness, we wouldn't be having these issues right now. But as women, we still need to speak up. So anything that's happening to you that you feel uncomfortable with, anything that's happening that you feel you need to bring up to HR or to your boss or to whoever, you have to do it. 
you have to do it because the more people that speak up, the more things will change. But yeah, have we come a long way in 40 years from nine to five comedy to bombshell, which is <laughs> far from being comedy? Um, I think we have. I, I think I, you know, I criticize social media for a lot of things, but for a lot of things, it's still good for, for, for things. And I think bringing this to the forefront, um, I think a lot of women have stories that they could tell where they've had to deal with uh, sexual harassment at work. Um, and it doesn't matter if you work at Target or Walmart or a fast food restaurant or some big corporation. It happens, you know, and people empower, you know, because they're in power, they think, I can get it whenever I want because I can threaten them with their job. And a lot of women, unfortunately, think, oh, well, it's just a blowjob, no big deal. But it is a big deal. And it takes a lot from you. It really does. And if you can't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you. And a fun fact from the movie or from the song 9 to 5 is you hear that, this noise here. You think it's a typewriter? It's not, actually. It's Dolly Parton's acrylic nails, nails and she's hitting them against each other while, while she's doing the song, kind of, you know, the rhythm. And um, it's not a typewriter. It's her, her, her long-ass fingernails. So I thought that was an interesting fact, if you didn't know that. So how's my mom doing? She's doing the same. Um, my sister did come home the other night and came in my room and said, are you cooking? I'm like, uh, does it look like I'm cooking, Janelle? I'm sleeping. She goes, well, the <laughs> the um, oven or the stove's on and the, the pan is burning. I go, oh, it wasn't me. I go, it was probably mom. And it turned out mom went in there and fixed herself, I guess Janelle said, a quesadilla and just left everything on. Luckily, it was a cast iron skillet, so it really didn't burn. It just got super hot. Um, so now at night, what we do is we, we're taking the knobs off the stove and hiding them. And when she asks where they're at, we just say, oh, the stove's broken. We're getting it fixed. So she, you know, doesn't, oh, you know, what are we going to do? How I go, don't worry. We'll fix it. It'll be fine. Got the microwave, you know, so... So we're starting to have to do that now because she just forgets. Uh, another thing, you know, like I've talked about my mom and her hygiene, she just doesn't want to take showers. So I found this thing. I heard somebody on one of the uh, groups that I follow, they were talking about they had the same problem. And there's these shampoo caps that you can buy. I got some from off Amazon. And what they are, they have like shampoo and water and, and uh, rinse all in one in a cap. So you put the cap on, and then you massage it in, get it all nice and wet, massage it in. Um, then you take it off and dry the hair, and voila, the hair is clean. And it works really good. So I'm thinking, hallelujah, I can finally wash my mom's hair. Because she is, it's hard enough to get her into the shower, but to wash her hair, she will not do it. Because she's, you know, she has to close her eyes or whatnot, and she just feels unsafe and, and not steady. So sometimes she'll try to wash it in the sink, which she can't do because she has bad shoulders, so it's really hard for her. 
to get her hair done. So I have to do it. And she, she screams the whole time. Not literally, but she complains the whole time. You're getting in my eyes. Oh, my God, you're hurting my neck. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, hey. So I bought these shampoo caps. You can get them on Amazon, and they work great. And five minutes, her hair is done. Brush it back there, or you can blow dry it, whatever you want to do, and nice clean hair. So, And I'm thinking, I might use that next time I'm sick, because I was sick for like, I still have a little bit of a cold, but I was sick for like a week and a half, and it was like, I don't want to wash my hair. I would take a shower real quick just because it would, the steam would, you know, help my chest. But yeah, washing my hair is not something that I wanted to do. But now I'm thinking, God, with this stuff, I can just wash my hair. And it's short enough, so I don't have to worry about it. I think when your hair's longer, I think it takes, it's harder to do. But I don't know a lot of older women in their 80s or 90s that have, you know, long hair. It usually gets a lot of women. For some reason, when you get older, you cut your hair short. Mine's always been short, but it's also been bald. I've cut my hair off. But so try it. If you have a loved one um, that has a hard time, even like kids, kids, oh, my God, you know how hard it is to get wash your child's hair? You know, this would probably work out, probably work out. On Amazon, they're called shampoo caps. And I think they use them in the hospital. Somebody was telling me they use them in the hospital too. So so if you haven't done so yet, please follow me on Facebook or Instagram. I also have a Twitter account, but it's personal. So I don't know if I want to get a, a uh, podcast Twitter account. I'm, I'm not really into Twitter, but... Um, I, I do read it a lot only because I like to read what the president is tweeting about, you know, 25 times a day. So I, I figure that's the only way we're ever going to know if anything's going on is when the president tweets about it. But yeah, follow me on Facebook, um, Sherry P with Sherry Todd or Instagram. Um, and I have a webpage, Sherry P with Sherry Todd. You can go straight to that and you can listen to all the episodes on there. As well as on Instagram, or as well as on uh, Apple and Spotify and um, Pandora and uh, iHeart and all those other, wherever you listen to uh, your podcast, you can find Cherapy there. So I hope the 2020 year is going great for you so far. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And until next time, always remember to embrace your voice. See you. Bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.